Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to have your say? Ring Jared on 1-300-736-736. Now, back to Waitley. Animo lets loose now, and he lets go with a big sprint in the middle of the track, and the super stallion Animo races to the lead and kicked away from Mawunga Fangirl, and then came Laws of Indices, but here's group win, group one win, number eight for the great Animo, destroys them in the Chipping Norton, Fangirl second, Mawunga brave in third. He's the best horse in the country. I feel like people got confused maybe at the end of the spring and the start of the summer-autumn period as he's the benchmark. Uh, I think, so I totally agree with Bruce McAvaney. Uh, he's the, so you think comparison is the one for me, which rings most true at the moment. And he's going to march through that Sydney autumn until the Melbourne horses arrive to provide some proper competition. Gareth Hall's just finished giddy up on SEN track. Gareth, it's nice to see you. Hello to you, Jared. Welcome back. Um, I think Adamo, there's a great argument whether he's a champion or not. Would you say he's a champion? So he's about he's about to become one. So he just finish off yeah. March through this autumn and win the Queen Elizabeth. So he's right on the cusp, cusp of it now. When you have a look at his record, it's quite extraordinary. And he's the best stallion prospect we've had in this country for quite some time. He started off his career as an early two-year-old. He was winning a Merson Cooper in the latter stages of the spring carnival in 2020, he should have won a golden slipper. He should have won a Cox plate at three. He'd be chance. We might not have seen him race on at four. If he won a slipper and a Cox plate at three. So even though that he was unlucky in those group one features, it could have been a blessing in disguise in a way. And the job that James Cummings has been able to do with his horse and Johnny O'Neill on the means test today. And this is a big statement said that he believes that at the end of his career that James will be better than his grandfather. Now, I think I, that's the highest imaginable part. Yes, <laughs> which even cups, but 287 group ones, Bart one. Um, he's on He's on his way, James, Jared, which makes it, it's an interesting pub debate. So you, you all got a little bit lost with who the best horse in the country is, didn't you? It's Animo. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, and disagrees with that. Just that coming into the period, you're all over the place. Yeah, a little bit. No, no, no. We have a banner holder. Yeah, it's Animo, definitely. Animo doesn't doesn't win like a champ. Like, he he doesn't travel into those races like Winx did. But on Saturday, he did. Like, he traveled like Winx did in a group one at the 200-meter mark. It was a little like Glenn Boss and Maccabi Diva and that Cox Plate. McDonald was just like it's. But he doesn't usually do that, that horse. Um, But, no, he's a... He's, he's one hell of an animal. There's, there's no doubt there's about that. There's a lovely that. dynamic in racing at the moment. So we just had Ben Hayes on the yeah. program. And it's it's the generation who are furthering and then forging their names. Yeah. So obviously James Cummings is doing that. Wayne Hawks and Michael do that. This is the previous generation, but she did that with TJ, the Freedmans. Uh, it's, it's quite lovely. Mm. And those are the great stories that racing 
that, that, that makes right. Wayne made a really good point test once again. He, I think it might have been Johnny O'Neill. He said to David, why would you leave Hong Kong? Like you were the champion's money. And he said, well, I had to leave Hong Kong because my boys wanted to be trained. Set up Lindsay Park um, at the time that I did, then Ben Hayes and J.D. Hayes wouldn't have had yeah. the opportunity to do what they did on Saturday. So that move, what, 10 or so years ago was um, an inspirational move from David Hayes for his boys. And he did the hard yards. I'll never forget, he spoke at a Caulfield lunch and he was introduced and he said, oh, I'm David Hayes. I used to be able to train. Yeah. So he did those hard yards when he came back to Australia when yep. the stable wasn't successful and rebuilt it from scratch and then left at a time where it wasn't anticipated he was leaving again. And those boys go in the deep end. And they had the South Lindsay Park and it's not easy going and, and building a new training complex and working out how best to train your horses. But when he took over or when J.D. Hayes and Ben Hayes took over, what was your first reaction? Uh, well, so I, I thought it was thrilling. Yeah. Um, but did you think maybe too early? I think in the in the natural course of things, it would have been a little bit later. Yeah. But I guess once you've done the groundwork, there's nothing like no. getting on the job, is there? I think Dave was a little nervous. They lost a lot of owners and a lot of good horses. Tom Dabnick as well. They didn't expect Tom to move. And some of their bigger owners and their best horses moved on as well. So I think they've exceeded expectations. It was the best run for all that happened on the weekend. Was the best run actually gold trip? Um, no, it was, it was run to suit him. Um, and he just got over the top of horses like Steinem's a good horse, but she couldn't win a Perth cup and Keats is knocking on the door for an all-star mile, but he was racing out of his class. Once again, he was a, he's a $25,000 purchase online. So, um, it was a very good return. I think he's a better horse over a trip, but I thought the best run was Animo. Um, and I thought Alligator Blood was, um, he was a joy to watch once again. Yeah. I would say that he had been underestimated except that watching the fluctuations on Saturday, was, everybody had figured out he was going to win that race. Yeah. That, was, that, that was the least surprising win of the day, I thought, given that he is, he's a better horse than I'm Thunderstruck. So people Clearly. all day long will argue with you that I'm Thunderstruck is, no, no. Alligator Blood is yep. a better horse than him, and the conditions were absolutely perfect in the way that it yeah. had set up. We laughed at Wayne there last year, didn't we? When yeah. Was, what did he say? It was. It was after the Group One at. Um, he got beat by Thunderstruck. Yeah. Yes. And Wayne said he should have won, Correct. and it was it was the jockey went too early, and everyone went no 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 I'm Thunderstruck's a superstar, and he, and no is Wayne was right. Yeah. And has been 100%. proven right over and over again. And he'll win the All Star Mile most likely. There'll be a little bit more pressure in the All Star Mile with horses like Gentleman Roy Tuvalu if Keats gets in to put a little bit more mid race pressure on Alligator Blood, which might suit a bright side or a Thunderstruck a little bit better, but. Mate, he's a champ. Uh, he's not, but the way that he's, what he's gone through throughout his life, alligator blood, and to do what he's doing, I think it's Gay Waterhouse's greatest training performance since I've been following the game. The job that she's done with alligator blood. Yeah. And Adrian Bot, of course. Yep. Sandown was brilliant. Yeah. So I'll share. So it's the racetrack of my childhood. Block and Ringwood's the same. Jared, like you, Sandown played a big part in my childhood growing up in the area. I was there Saturday and it was, and uh, the atmosphere was fantastic. While Sandown is not the premier racetrack in Melbourne, for mine, it's the premier punters track. Races fairly and gives all horses a go. A bit like Waverley Park, it'll be a sad day when it goes block. Mm. 
I, totally agree. I and you would have loved Saturday, Jared, because it was, as Jack Dickens pointed out to us on the, the review show, it was a fair dinkum, old-fashioned racing crowd. The people that were there loved the game. A lot of owners, a lot of punters. Um, and it was an overcast day, but it had a beautiful backdrop that Sandown has. Great place to watch racing. And um, it was like, it was just a great day's racing. Enjoyed by racing fans. Mm. Yeah. Which sometimes you don't get on these big days. Long back straight, hairpin bands. Yep. And then more often than not, although the the backers of the favour in the Blue Diamond will say every horse doesn't get its go, but more often than not, they find a way. They needed out. the cutaway, which we didn't see coming for the 1800 metre races, which were compete on the hillside. On the lakeside, there was no cutaway, but I think still City, um, um, Blake Shin wished they had to cut away on the lakeside track. I thought Peri that Pericles was the horse that, initially benefited from the cutaway. Yes. He looked super. He did. Um, I wonder, like, I think he's a Derby prospect because they raced him, rushed him to get to, yeah. to get to a Derby in the spring, just came off a Newcastle race. And then he was competitive in a vase. Um, I think he gets more of a trip and go to Sydney and be hard to beat, but I don't know if they back him up for the Australian guineas on Saturday. I think Legato's, I think New Zealand will have their best ever autumn. Um, They'll be going, they're going a lot. Their horses are going a lot better than their cricket team, Jared. Um, I think Imperatrice will win the Canterbury on Saturday in Sydney. And Legado is a filly that can defeat Jack and I on Saturday. She's the real deal. Okay. She, that she, she does things on a racetrack that you turn to your mate and go, oh, I don't know how she did that. She's got that type of aura about her. These weeks are really well stacked for what's yep. to come in Melbourne over the next three and then and then the setup for the championship. I know you love listening to Giddy Up with your podcast from time to time, Jerry. Did you listen to the driver who tipped us into cylinder at $65? <laughs> now into $8 for the, for the golden slipper. God bless the driver. I'm still stuck on the driver who said after cabin's going to be the best horse in the country. Yeah, he did. Who still drives Adamar around. No, no. This is what he, he did text me the other day and I'll, I'll just get this up. I know we're running out of time. I've got him save driver Cadolphin in my phone. <laughs> um, he did send me a text saying, um, um, stick solid with F cabin. When the market forgets, don't you forget. <laughs> I like it. So, <laughs> so there you go. He'll win the Ramwick Guineas F cabin. Okay. Yeah. It's good to see you. Good on you, good on you Jared. Welcome back. <laughs> Gareth Hall's got giddy up going. The means test amuses me endlessly. I'll be catching up on that. Oh. Apparently they went a bit rogue today. So I really look forward to this afternoon, whether the regulators are going to have to get involved. And Wayne Hawks will be back here on Wednesday. So Gareth Hall with a look back at the races from the weekend. Here's Anna in the newsroom.